Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Full of Chinese uh, elevator accidents. The other day. Oh what? my god! I bet Man. that's amazing. There's yes. there's a whole thing on. Yes. You'd be surprised what you can find when you're bored on YouTube. No, <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. Actually, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't be surprised. Actually, as on YouTube as a person who has been to China, I can tell you, building codes are relaxed. Yes, I know. Relaxed. You you say that like? Was it a nice hotel? Building codes. and it was weird. Like the video I saw was two workers in a mall. In central Beijing, two workers go up the escalator. It was an escalator, not elevator. Okay. And the door at the top was loose. So they're walking across. They almost fall through the two workers. So instead of turning it off and putting cones like they would do here or, you know, other, other civilized countries. <laughs> they put an arrow? No, no. They're standing at the top <laughs> yelling at people, no, don't get on the escalator. And a mom and her daughter come up. Oh, Jesus. So she, they tell her, like, no, stay down. She picks up the daughter. So already she's done because... So she throws the daughter away, falls through the thing, falls to her death. Gets grounded throws up. Throws the daughter away. To get her away from yes. the falling trap door. But she Which... ends up dying. And I'm like, the two workers are like, huh? <laughs> it's like, we got too many people anyways. How do you... <laughs> you know, That's if you, if you run into thing. workers like that, I, my first thought is not to go, ah, they're fooling. That what? Well, you know it's why? On her. You know why we do cones and, and shut it down and everything here? There's a button right there. Emerge, push Lawsuits. the Lawsuits. Lawsuits, and I'll bet you China is not a litigious society. Mm. I wonder why, but I'll bet you that's it. Uh, you know, there's less risk. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the whole it's the whole formula that you got on a fucking um, a fight club. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, fight club. The whole what is the what is the recall? Well, how much is the recall cost versus how much for the settlement for all the lawsuits? Well, uh, yeah. The, uh... And if the and if the lawsuit settlements is going to come out to be less than the recall, yeah, cost benefit analysis. Yeah, yeah, what? exactly. I'll hear you. Grab your mic. Are you recording? Uh, yes, uh, he's on. Uh, uh. Put your headphones on first. There you go. Yeah. I thought we were waiting on Andy. Still, it was yeah. getting too good. First thing okay. I looked for. <laughs> I, I need to see this. This is this is the electrocuted people. Oh my god! That deserves the big screen after the show. I think. So nobody heard me say cost benefit analysis then <laughs> for, for like the tenth time. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! So I guess it's painters. It's right. painters. Painters like moving a, a, like a metal they, scaffold. It hits, a, it hits a power line, and uh, things go really bad. Oh my god! Yet, yeah, yet yeah, they're coming up on it. Oh boy! Uh, I don't know if that's the. Oh! Thing. <laughs> Why am I? Oh! Oh! <laughs> we're we're oh watching death of Chinese god. people. This is hard. Yeah, they're all cooked. Oh yeah, my cook. god! This is probably not the thing to show as Paul, Andy's walking what in the door because Jeez. he would trip he over the power cord and electrocute himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, they, Jeff! What's happening? Spe- hey, oh. speaking of painters, look at his pants. Did you just paint oh my something? God. Like, it, it, he's oh. you, your Ooh. pants are covered with. He's been like, is that paint? You hope so. Wow. There's a lot of white Either that or Andy comes very colorfully. He's been really sick. Now in Technicolor, Andy's facials. Very sick with magic. (laughs) You hear the the little, you see the little peacock come up. Woo! 
Magic color jizz. <laughs> the following is presented in living oh, color. I think we got NBC. another Christmas book there, uh, Paul. Ma- magic color jizz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to crack <laughs> Andy and the magic technical. Andy and the technicolor jizz. I can't get a. <laughs> I can't get a grab on it yet. There's your title. What of the are you episode? grabbing? Shirky, I'm trying to come up with try to figure out what his his the deal angle is. for Shirky, and I, I just it, it keeps coming off preachy in my mind. I'm like, fuck that. Oh, I don't know. Don't preach. preach yeah, I don't want to be preachy. Papa. I don't want to preach about Shirky. Make shirky make it about preach. preaching. Shirky don't, shirky don't preach. Shirky don't preach. Shirky don't <laughs> Shirky don't play that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask Andy. Get your mic. Get your mic. Get your mic. <laughs> Get set, set up. up yeah. Be ready to participate. Oh, well, who, uh, huh? So what were you doing exactly? I'm working on an art show Dude, for February. he's an artist. For fe- oh, really? Okay. This throws you no, off? No, I was just wondering what he was... On an he art never comes show in this messy. For February. <laughs> I was doing the, uh, the more, more hearts for Valentine's Day. What's more hearts for Valentine's Day? You know, like the hearts like I did with the dog. You know, Andy the does mounted tons hearts. Of hearts for, for, for our oh, listeners, Andy, yeah, yeah. please explain. Yeah, they're very yeah. cool. Yes, that's what I'm trying to get for... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're recording. Oh, we are. I yes. walked in the middle of the show. We were showing video on the show as there I walked in. It's Paul. Yeah, okay. So and he was showing horrible video. That okay. was terrible. Horrendous. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, hold, hold up a second. <laughs> are you about to drink ginger ale? And not only any ginger ale, Canada Dry. Oh, wow. Paul, you hate ginger. Ain't she sweet? Surprise. So you're coming down the street. Well, honestly, it's just because I, I need a little ginger ale. <laughs> but, but it's Canada Dry <laughs> ginger ale made with real ginger. I want, and you hate ginger. I want a little something for the tum tum and, and my and my my instrument. <laughs> what I miss? <laughs> Nothing. He showed us the the video. Oh, that was the, the start. The Chinese. Pages. I'm fact checking Andy. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no. Wow, we haven't gotten to that. Oh, point. we haven't. Okay, sorry. Jesus. All right. I, I am Master Torgo. What the fuck is happening? Eighties <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Jesus Christ. Back to Andy again. They <laughs> believe Matt. We're talking. <laughs> we can geek another whatever I'll the fuck. Canada Dry Matt. <laughs> Canada Dry Matt. <laughs> oh, he's, he's dry, all right. Uh, That's dry tonight. Well, they don't sell Verners, so what can I do? That's the hardcore stuff, Verners. It used to be. It's not as well, sharp now as now it was you, yeah, when we now were you kids. You can get the ginger beers that are you know uber hot and whatever. I but. of course like a little L eight one. But actually, this is nice. This oh, is smooth. One. It's yeah. Canada Dry. Canada Dry is. It's fucking smooth. Yeah. That's, ginger, that's the, why the it's the... ginger ale that's in Kentucky there? That one? The L8-1. Yeah, that's the best. That's it's the good, alcohol right? mixing the best, stuff yeah. right there. This is. This is. A, yeah, you can tell this is a mixer drink. Yeah. It's tasty. When you have snow nine months of the year, you drink it with alcohol, of course. <laughs> okay. America's <laughs> most popular ginger ale is Canada Dry. <laughs> How ironic. Wow. Isn't so it you're, ironic? you're there for the facts, don't you think? Yeah, you're supposed yeah, to be fact check Andy. Isn't she Canadian too? She is. Huh? Okay. Yes. Canadian stuff doesn't. That's stop. why I did it, Andy. Nice. God, <laughs> layers, ah. layers. It's the fumes. Just the layers. fumes are getting to me. <laughs> layers. <laughs> Matt's just sitting Princess there going, layers. Like, <sighs> <sighs> Chewbacca, Han <I'm> Solar, <laughs> Princess layers. Look, Ma, no hands. <laughs> That is uh, a yes, very uh, oh, yes, maple-scented uh, breakfast sandwich there, yes. Paul. Are you trying to go for a full Canadian conversion? There's no maple in it, but but the scent is there. It smells like maple syrup. I think Maybe that's it's in the bun Paul's farts. Maple I bun. bet it's in the sausage. I bet it's in the sausage. That's right. It's either in the sausage or it's in the bacon, but 
It doesn't taste mapley. Paul bleeds Kiro syrup. <laughs> <laughs> it's no McGriddle, is what you're saying? No, it ain't no McGriddle. Yeah. Thank goodness. I'm not a McGriddle fan. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty disgusting. Yeah. McGriddles. I mean, I, and I like my pancakes with a little bit of bacon, but damn. How about the chicken and waffles thing? Can you, can you get behind that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Especially right. if it's a go-go's. if it's a bacon a bacon waffle where they've got the bacon in the waffle. Sign me up. Wow, it's awesome. Jeff goes for the complex. Where do you get one of those? Layers. He uh, likes layers. <laughs> yes. Serendipity three bacon at Caesar's pancakes, Palace make has a bacon it. Pancakes. So does uh, Hash House of Go Go. Hash House of Go Go. Hash House of Go Go. They both have the uh, chicken and waffles with the bacon in the waffle. Well, instead of starting with emails this week, this week I want to start with what did you do geeky this week, guys? What did tell me what you did? You did something. Well, yeah, I uh, I watched the premiere of the X Files. You watched ah. you and thirteen you got, other you million. You got to see all of it, I, or I, I did. <laughs> so because <laughs> football, I set up the DVR to record it. Right, and some of you may know, some of you may not know. There was a huge fervor on the internet about the fact that the uh not the football game itself but the post game coverage of the foot the the nfc championship game ran 34 minutes over its scheduled time so they delayed the premiere of the x-files by like 34 minutes so sure. most people only got about 20 minutes yeah if you set your dvr the people who dvr just fucked yeah so i got home uh, heard about it as I was leaving work, and I was like, "Fuck!" So I get home. And I'm like, "Well, maybe it'll be on demand." Nope, not on on demand yet. But uh, uh, Fox has their Fox Now app, and I was able to download that and then uh, watch it on maybe the big screen through the plots that to get mm, them to use the Fox Now yeah. app. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it it had its own set of interesting uh, uh, problems. What was the problem with the Fox Now app? So. You can watch it through the Chromecast on the big screen. So that was nice. And actually was uh, better quality, believe it or not, than what I recorded on the, the, the 20 minutes I got on the DVR. <laughs> 20 minutes. The problem with the Fox Now app is you're subject to about every 10 minutes, about 30 seconds of commercials. Okay, not unusual. Not, not terrible, except that on the Fox Now app, it's the same commercial repeated. So I would get a commercial for Fox's TV show Empire. Okay. And it would run through that commercial. And then start again. Oh, wait, so it's so the it's same it's over the exact over same yeah. And sometimes it would run that same commercial three times in a row. Oh, that's terrific. So I had the uh it was like Empire uh grandfathered or I think it was the other one. It was just it was like so you some had two of the commercials worst. It was for an hour in program. It was I th- I think there were three over distinct commercials, but Instead of being like the same three commercials, one after the other throughout the program, it was the same commercial repeated two to three times, and then the next one would be in the queue and do that and then move on. So did you start taping Empire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, I was going to say, got you talking about Empire. No interest in it. Uh, you say that now, your subconscious says something different. But uh, anyway. DVR. Yeah, right. <laughs> X-Files, uh, interesting. I, I don't know... Uh, yet if it's going to be something that I'm going to fully enjoy or not, uh, they kind of interesting turned, review. They well, they kind of turned everything that we know of the X Files upside down. 
Oh, and is, that's, is Mulder that's, the disbeliever now? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes and no. I, 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 I don't want to go into specifics for anybody that may or may not have watched it yet. Or, okay. But, I'll, uh, I'll say this. My wife watched it. And okay. I watched most of it. And she's just like, because she marathoned the whole... All the seasons. The oh, whole, right, because yeah, you hadn't seen it before. About three months ago. Okay. Did you wow. tell her to skip the last two seasons? I did, but she still did it anyway. She liked What a them. trooper. What a glutton for punishment. She likes uh, Patrick... Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. She Patrick likes, Dinglenut. Yes, she likes Patrick Dinglenuts. There's a lot of people that liked the character of Doggett. I right. She really could take liked, him or leave him. She really honestly. liked Doggett. Uh, she liked. I mean, and and at the end of the of the show, she was just like, "So we're ignoring the last seasons? What the shit?" <laughs> oh, is that what <laughs> happened? They they skipped over Doggett. The stuff that happens in the show, you're like, well, that's not possible. Well, I guess he wasn't in the movie, right? Movies, anyway. right? No, it's not Doggett. It's other stuff. Yeah, it's okay. Other stuff. Apparently, there will be other agents that have been in the past episodes, in the future episodes. I don't know. Now, what you said. now my okay, like like agents that worked with Mulder and Scully, like Crycheck? are going to the characters are oh, going no, to Crycheck reappear. Died. Oh, sure, yeah, that stops people in X Files. Yeah, I was gonna well, say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many well, times? No, no, no. How the last many time times we saw him, Crycheck, he was locked in like an underground bunker with that. Yes, but how many times did Crycheck yeah. quote unquote die in that series? I mean, come on, he just kept popping back up. But that's beside the point. Uh, You've only what, seen one episode. I've only seen the one episode. I did not watch the one that recorded on Monday because when I hit the info on it to watch it last night, okay, it said episode one zero zero five. Whereas the pilot episode was 1001. So I'm like, is Fox pulling its old shenanigans of airing episodes out of order like they did with Fireflies? I don't know, but they did it with X-Files. They did it with Almost Human. Oh, I know that, but they've got X-Files. That sounds like a bad idea. It really, if if that's what they're doing, it's a really bad idea. Yeah, but X-Files, like even back in its day, kind of had continuing stories elements going through, although it wasn't like a full-on serial like, say, our Netflix shows are. Well, and this one is supposed to be a serial because it's a a six-episode event, and that's it. We get six episodes, and that's done. So the the second, the last episode, it did not. I, I didn't watch it yet because I don't want it to be that way. So they're showing them every day? Is that what they're doing? They're showing it. Uh, they did a two-night event, so Sunday and Monday, and then it's going to be on Mondays for the next four weeks. Two to get so, you hooked. Yeah, two to, you know, first Rock sample. Rock and roll! <laughs> and then the other geeky thing I did was I did finally get to watch the uh, uh, the death uh the death of Superman lives. What happened? <laughs> the death of Abe Goda? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Andy. Sorry, Thanks, everybody. Andy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I really liked the documentary. Yeah. Uh, I would Murdery. have to disagree with you, Paul, that I think it would have been an awesome film, but I do agree <laughs> I wanted to see it just to see what a train wreck it would have been. I, I mean, it, it could go either way. It could go either way. I think it's just, I, I, honestly, I feel like Burton was probably the wrong type of director for that character because well, i don't know i think i would have enjoyed that you need jack button alone well, but see okay and, and todd and i were talking about this last night burton is such a deconstructionist and so he likes to take things to a a darker and kind of turn the characters upside down completely yeah. change who they are 
that works with Batman to an extent because it is a dark character. Superman is a very upbeat, positive, bright type of character. You sure. can't take him to a dark space, oh, which is why Man of Steel didn't work. Because Man of Steel, he's dark, he's broody, he's not Clark Kent. Well, did do it. One of the things now back in the day, and I know when, when we had when we would go like twenty years in yeah. between movies, and, sure. and we had a sense of permanence. It's mm-hmm. like every time somebody took this shit on, it was like, oh, I hope they're loyal because if they're not, it's fucked. Now I'm sort of like, eh. Everybody's doing Superman movies. It's getting more to like the way comic runs are, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just it's like, if I don't like it, it'll be different in six right. months. Exactly. Every, everything's an Elseworld. Exactly. Elseworlds a novel, it really is. right? Wouldn't it be awesome if like they they did like a Netflix twelve episodes uh, a, a season, and just year after year, you just had a different yeah. director doing his own. This is what I would like to see happen. I'd love to see John Waters Superman one season. Yeah. Like, uh, like Real Detective or whatever it is. Or True, True Detective. Detective. True Detective or American Horror Story. I do have to you know. say, though, I would have loved to have seen Kevin Smith's script produced. I bet, I bet that's that out there. That's out there. You can read yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, No, I, I, I've read it. I'm just saying I would have loved to seen have seen that. Sure. Actually made. Gotcha. Although, uh, John, was it John Peters, the producer? Yeah. The one that was the hairdresser? and. Mm-hmm. That guy, guy is a piece of work. Right? I mean, I've, I've heard the stories, but actually watching him interviewed, you really see that this guy is... He's a psychopath. He's, he's a he's, guy he that has, thinks he's he has psychopathy. far more talented than he is. He suffers from psychopathy. He's a <laughs> yeah. madman. He says on multiple occasions, I've been in 500 street fights. Oh, wow. Shit yeah. like that. And it's like... What are you? Like What like, even are you, sir? Like some you examples... Will be, you will be blown away by his bananas shit all right remind uh, me how we watch this one one uh, uh, this time. is a little it's bit of a spoiler time. but not so much that it's going to ruin it for you uh there's a one of the writers or rather one of the artists that was talking about you know the pre-production and they're getting into it and and peters comes through and he's uh upset about something he it puts one of the writers in a headlock <laughs> and is like dragging him around the room oh wow peters confirms this in the side interview, but saying that he was doing it to kind of shake things up, to to bring energy yeah. into the room. Yeah, I and I'm him. like, so what? Um, <laughs> you don't grab somebody by the throat and drag them around a room to get them to be excited and bring energy levels up in a writing room. I was like, oh my god! But wow. like, yeah, no, th- this guy is—he's mad. He's, in fact. Uh, Burton alludes to the fact that he just didn't want to even be in the same city with him, which is why he... <laughs> I don't want to be in the same city with which him. Which is why, you know, when they were doing Batman, that he shot... Bat- part of the reason they shot Batman in London was so that he could he be away from <laughs> Peters, and Peters couldn't mm. visit the set as often. Wow. But uh, anyway, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, if you watch it on Showtime in demand, be aware that it's not under the documentaries category, which it should be. It's actually under the regular movies category. Hmm. Good to know. Good which call. Is, which is why I couldn't find know. it initially when Paul told me it was on Showtime, and I'm like, I can't find this fucking thing. And then, oh, here it is. It's under regular movies. Okay. Gentlemen, what else you so, do? Yeah. I went to the porn thing. Oh boy. Yes, yes, All you right. did. And posted what one picture? 
<laughs> I got a few more here if you want to see them. Uh, okay. I only took yeah, show them now. And you took sexless. <laughs> yeah. You took sexless Ryer with you. I took sexless Ryer with me and got him on a VR thing. Did you see that? Yes. On yeah. a, tell me about the VR who, thing. Who, well, I who, stuck what? him in a VR sex thing, and he got VR <laughs> fucked. He got VR BJ. Wow. Yeah, well, Oculus really went in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, that's what's going to sell it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and that's I, exactly what he said as soon as he got out of the thing. He's like, he's like, you always say, Paul, technology follows porn. Like, mm. It's true. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's not wrong. Uh, for Christmas, I got myself a uh, flashlight. Oh my Please. god! Please. Yikes! Yikes! I got, <laughs> you you I got myself doll. a Gear VR for my for my phone. <laughs> The look on Paul's face. <laughs> and I was downloading a bunch He's of different, not show it to different VR videos and watching it. Now that's and the then Samsung I was like, it's, VR. It's, 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 made, it's co-produced or co-constructed um, by Oculus. Okay. So it's a partnership between Oculus VR and Samsung. You slip your phone into the yeah. goggles. You pop your phone and in there. Your screen. And it's it's it has all the motion controls and everything. Like when you turn your head, it, it follows everything. Which is kind of what it looked like you had Ryer in. That looked like it was an iPhone. That's what device. it was. Yeah, so, okay. Oh, okay. So after I'd played around with a bunch of the regular videos and stuff on there, I'm like, you, you know deep. what? There's got to be porn out there. So sure enough, I found, you know, they're, they're little 10 second trailers, just samples. So I downloaded a couple of, put it on. I was like, it's really bizarre. It's really bizarre. He said uh, he had uh, tattoos on his arms. Right. Yeah. He had tattoos on his arms. And he looked down, he's got his oh. arm his arms are tattooed and he's all Wow. Okay, yeah. mine didn't go that deep because these are all pre recorded, but but <laughs> So yeah. it's more of a quantum leap kind of thing. Exactly. All right. You become Elvis every time. Oh boy. <laughs> uh it's cool. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> there you go. It was fun to see it was oh. fun to see some people I knew. Um it, you know, the we went to the we went and ended up sitting in the men in porn uh panel panel and you know they were talking about just the business is just changing so dramatically and it's changed so much over the years that they've even been in just uh talking about how difficult it is to make any kind of money and it's all free and you know what do you even do in that kind of atmosphere right so that was kind of interesting and uh I saw some starlets that I uh, enjoy, so that was cool. Who's your um, favorite that you saw? Uh, I saw uh, Riley Reed. She was at the, her booth forever. That was that girl was working hard. Is she even skinnier in person? Because she looks like a she's stick. super she's super skinny. She's super skinny. I um, saw her a couple of years ago, like walking through the Hard Rock or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, she turned sideways. You can see her again. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like like she's a yeah. character. Yeah. And um, who's the other one? Uh, I fucking can't remember her name now. It's terrible. But, I'm amazed you remember any of the names. Well, <laughs> some of us have Are taste. You? No, oh. Belladonna. He's, he's he's absolutely no, right. Bella about ain't the- there, man. Th- th- she's retired. Oh, uh, you, sorry. You, you'll be surprised how many people are retired and done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a whole new thing. Well, that, yeah. There's a. But when he was talking about the industry changing, there's a, a, a documentary on Netflix. I think it's called Hot Girls Wanted. And it talks about how the industry has really shifted to this "quote unquote" amateur porn, where they're I don't, yeah, you know, I don't know names anymore. They're yeah, right. That's well, what there's and you won't. There's because not a lot. They come in, they work for about six months to mm-hmm. a year, they get fed up with it, and then they leave the industry. So that's kind of it's it's all in the documentary, but it's kind of how it's going now. Is that you know they'll make a certain amount of money, but you know realize that the type of money that there was 
even just 10 years ago is not there. You know, you don't have as many contract girls now. You don't have as many high budget productions being done. It's literally, you know, a lot of POV stuff and a lot of, you know, you know, it's sometimes it's you, your agent and the performer shooting the thing while the agent watches to make sure that the girl isn't, you know, you know, harmed and that's it. You know, that's, that's how they do a lot of it's, it's a fascinating documentary. And then there's a, I think it's called life after porn, which talks about the other half of what he was saying about how all these people are are retiring now. I've seen that. And those are both on Netflix. Boy, that boy, life after porn. There was, remember the interview with uh, Randy West? Yeah. At one point he's like getting teary eyed and shit. It was just uh, I remember this one time I was pulling a train, <laughs> and I just knew it was going to be the last time I got to pull a train. It wasn't being Randy West. That's just him remembering. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> he was talking about an actual train, yeah. not anything sexual. No. Yeah, Andy pulls Andy sexual trains. pulling a train. <laughs> goes, goes, uh, goes to the train museum out in... Uh, Andy, the Boulder f- City. He's yes. pulling a train. <laughs> I'm out to run trains, y'all. Um... Anything else, I Paul? I can't remember her damn name. It's terrible. But she was dressed up like Wonder Woman. She was the hot business. It was kind of fun. I wasn't there for too long. Uh, had a little good time. And then Ryer had a big old time uh, after I left. <laughs> you know, he got to cut loose and just uh, act a fool, and it was fun. Um, and uh, then last night, and I talked about this at length on uh, Ice Cream Social as well, but I finally – Saw Jurassic World. You know, I saw that this week as well. <laughs> it was ten bucks, and I pulled the trigger on the. Oh, you bought it? Yeah. Oh boy! I saw, I saw your glowing review on. Mistake! What a piece I, of garbage! I, luckily, I got to see it on Netflix discs, so I didn't have to keep. What it. a piece of garbage movie! Wow! Just. Ugh. Now I wasn't horrified like you were to it. I, oh, I, I didn't I, think it was as terrible as you're making it. I don't think it was great by any means. No, I'm, I'm with you. But I made a it, ton of money despite that. It was a bunch. Well, of, I gave it ten dollars. They they wanted to see certain scenes of certain kind of dinosaurs fighting each other. Now let's build a movie around that. That's what yeah, pretty much. I would have respected them so much more if they just had dinosaurs fighting. Like giant and Pokemon. Anything oh. It's just so <laughs> dumb. The the people cool. in the movie are so. Two-dimensional, you know fake, what? and stupid. You would probably love the how it should have ended then on Jurassic World. because so Jurassic- It should have ended 10 minutes in. <laughs> it's, it's should have been know, like, we're sorry we fucking took your money. I mean, we're it's terrible. A, it's a remake of part one where the park is open. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't know what the hell they're going to do now or if, if I should care. I don't give a fuck. Right. But I mean, even I'd rather see them do that crazy shit that they talked about before where they were going to make... Uh, Humanoid Dino Warriors. Mm. Remember that script? I remember that existed. I'm not sure that's something I want. It'd be just as good as this garbage. <laughs> so you want to see Sleaze Stacks? Uh, I don't. I'll never watch another Jurassic Park movie again. So the big dinosaur in this one was uh, the superhero dinosaur that could had superpowers, and that's just not, it's interesting. Hmm. T Rex Velociraptor mix. Stupid. Yeah, with uh, with camouflage ability and yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, no. Hey, chameleons can do that. Octopi can do that. Did you it's see cuttlefish? It? That's what they got That's the genes was, from. It was a cuttlefish. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> that explains the scene when the parakeets go and peck at its head. Right, because I think it's a cuttle stone. Yeah. 
That's shit. It's all coming together now. <laughs> I would have loved such that a scene stupid, <laughs> stupid movie. What would you have done Just if I wasn't stupid. here? Stupid, irredeemably <laughs> awful. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's as as deep as evil as you're you're posing it, but it's not. Great. Well, it is Paul we're talking about. It's yeah. not great. I, I watched it and go, eh, that's that's all right. I can't yeah. believe it made as much money as it did, but I think it's more that people wanted to see a dinosaur movie. People love watching dinosaurs, I, you know. Yeah, I don't going th- at it. Yeah, I don't think it was from repeat viewings. Plus, you know what? I'd be willing. I mean. It made so much money. I don't know how much effect is there, but I do think uh, Chris Pratt might have had an effect too because he's be, coming but, off of Guardians. Right. But, but even then, his character was barely that. I know. I know. It was more about uh, so Bryce Dallas Howard oh, she was so and the bad. kids. They were all so <laughs> Which, bad. Yeah, the, the kids thing bugged me because they were really setting up that the, the older brother was a total shit to the younger brother. There's even a, a moment where one of the parents is like, you know how he's like, blah, blah, blah. And it never really happens. And it was like, guys, just shit or get off the pot. No, I just don't. You know, even make him a shit and don't. then have him have him have them bond. Or do you really have to have a conflict and then bond in combat? Because there's there's plenty of drama in two people giving a shit about each other who want who may die. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they don't understand. Just to, but they don't even understand any of it. They don't understand it's it was like it was written by a five-year-old who was like mommy's and daddy's fight let's 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 you, you know let's what show that you know what uh paul uh, i'll change change one um um uh preposition written for a five-year-old oh absolutely no. i mean it's it's bludgeoning dialogue no yeah it's just like do you see? She doesn't know how to be around children. Yeah. Do you understand? And the poor... The Do po- you get it? Poor- this guy is a leader. This guy is a bad guy. Woo! Yeah, it is pretty telegraphy. It's so terrible. Was there Edward Negwin in it? Yep. Yeah, okay. It, it's kind of... It's- Let's see what your Velociraptors I mean, can do now. Everybody talks about how Force Awakens redid Star Wars. This movie redid so many 80s movies, uh, plot and character conventions, it, it, it wasn't even funny. It really did. So Dancing more of, fart. More of Jurassic trope. Although it yeah. really made me want to go to an amusement park, I will say that. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Like, if they just made it about taking you on a tour of Jurassic World. I would have been all aboard. Fun. <laughs> That's Fine. probably a ride at Universal Studios already. There were already. a few yeah. moments yeah. that were really cool like that. Where you got that. to actually enjoy what a the park was. A few moments, but it was still very... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> fakey. The whole thing was just felt fakey. How about the how about the guy in the background that he's trying to save his two drinks on the pterodactyl's final? That over? was the best. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. I he's saw like, that shit. <laughs> I you know saw who that, that was, right? Yeah. Drinks. Who was that? No, it was Jimmy Buffett, right? That's, yeah. That was, yeah. Oh, it was actually Jimmy Buffett. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I paid 19 bucks for of these. Of course. That was now his, it all that was makes his sense. cameo. It makes even more sense. Best part of the movie. Just, a, just that movie. Well, they did name drop Margaritaville in the movie. I'm like, wait, Margaritaville got paid yep. paid to use the Oh, yeah. What? Buffett's in it. And so that makes sure sense. Now it all makes sense. Yeah, that was his cameo. That's the other thing I was talking about, how it's, it's this meta, oh, my God, we're being overrun by product placement and all this kind of stuff. And meanwhile, that's all. The, fuck it. I'm done talking about it. Although I got to say, the product placement didn't bother me as much because... 
all the amusement parks, everything, in, especially Disney, is brought to you by some company. Right? Oh, yeah. Monsanto presents. Yeah, that's where so, we've gotten. So when I saw Samsung presents on that. I was like, that's just the way parks are. What was are the, uh, the Verizon Wireless yeah. presents? The Indominus Rex, I think, was the yes. final uh, mm-hmm. something. Uh, the thing she negotiated. Which is funny, too, because there was a time when they would have done a product placement, but it would have, oh, no, 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 not the, not the one that eats all the people and gets out of control. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. And now it's like, yeah, oh, the, the big badass one that kills rampant? Yes. That, put our name on that one. <laughs> Attach our company to that thought. <laughs> yeah. Just like our contracts. Of because Rise it doesn't even matter. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't even matter. It's not like it's associated. It's not like people are, it's not like my phone's going to ring and I'm like, oh, shit, Indominus Rex. I... <laughs> I ain't touching. Why aren't phone. you answering? <laughs> Is she with you? Is she with you right now? Put that bitch on. Oh, oh! Why do you treat me like this? Oh! Is it because I have caught a fish in me? It's a size issue. You're yeah. not big enough. This is terrible. I'm a Dominus Rex. I'm a lady. I'm a lady. Treat me like a lady. Treat her like. All right. I'll I'll, I'll kill the conversation. Go ahead. Uh, This week I watched a legendary uh, samurai film called Sword of Doom. I like the name. Yep. Tatsuya Nakadai and uh, Toshiro Mifune, the famous Toshiro Mifune Mm. starring. And the only reason I'm commenting on it is apparently, I mean, this is an old uh, uh, black and white right. samurai chambara flick, and they spend two hours, just just like in many of the typical uh, plots, building to the big converse, uh, confrontation. And Nakadai plays a, a rather cruel, nasty, morally corrupt swordsman who's all about just whoever he challenges, he kills, because he just... You know, challenge me, and if your skill's better, but, you know, he just kills everybody. And there's a whole (laughs) bunch of threads, people involved that he's killed. Everything's coming together. The movie's moving forward. They're setting everything up. Toshiro Mufuni is the sensei who teaches the guy who's the brother of the guy who was originally murdered and is going to get his revenge, and they even show the training. You get a little... Now, granted, it's Japanese 50s film montage, so in other words, it's it's very long, but it's guy training the one strike that probably will kill this evil samurai. The, and the, the crane kick. girl yeah. whose grandfather was killed by this guy years before, and the uncle who takes care of her, and turns out he's a ninja. There's a ninja. It you better know? be. Layers upon layers. As Jeff would say. Of stuff in there. <laughs> And it builds like up. Like an onion. <laughs> and the evil sort samurai guy, Nakadai, whose performance is pretty, is damn good. It's a cool performance. Goes mad at the end and he just starts cutting things because he sees the sp- souls and spirits of everyone he's killed. And he's My. slashing through this, this uh, uh, courtesan house where he and his group were partying. And he's just slashing, slashing. And a fire erupts. There's even a plot to kill his boss and his boss talks to him about killing another boss and at this I'm whole already thing lost. right yes yeah. and then in the middle of all this slashing the end <laughs> what <laughs> yes 
No resolution. <laughs> Protagonist dude doesn't show up and kill him with the what? secret strike. You don't get a moment where he's dead and someone's like, ah, oh, look, girl, this guy killed your grandfather years ago. And nothing, nothing. He's just, he goes mad for 20 minutes and he's killing samurai and slashing up the place. The whorehouse is burning around him. The end. It just stops. And it turns out they were planning on doing a trilogy and I guess picking up the plot threads, uh, you know, in the later movies. And I'm used to, because, you know, a lot of Asian movies, particularly Chinese, this is Japanese, but particularly the Chinese, they do slam cut endings, you know. Villain gets stabbed, boom, the end. But this, you, Paul knows exactly what I'm talking about. But this one, this was just weird. It was, you know, it was sort of doom. Yes, sort of doom. And it's famous. It's very well known. And building up to that point, it is a layered, complex, very good movie. Very awesome movie. <laughs> Have you seen the story of Ricky? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Ricky O. You know, it just got, yeah. Ricky Ricky o. O, yeah. It just got re-released a little while ago. Oh, I bought I, it on DVD. I, I don't even know thing. if it's out there again. I probably oh. sold out. It's so fucking good. Have you You're seen all it free now. I think I've nobody in the couch has heard of it. It's one of the most insane movies. You got to see that shit. Talk about your hard cuts and weird shit. Over the top gore. Oh. Cartoon And the gore. ending is just, just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to see it. Even worse yeah. than Revenge of the Ninja. Ricky. Dude, no. Revenge of the Ninja is garbage compared to Ricky Rikyo. Rikyo. Yeah. I mean, Revenge of the Ninja, I fucking love that movie. I know you do. I love that movie. And, and I love that that was in that Electric Boogaloo documentary. Yes. That was all Shokasuji. And to, to, to learn the story of that, how they just filmed that beginning part. <laughs> yeah. Just to fill. <laughs> fucking movie is so goddamn good. I love that fucking movie. I just bought uh, Nukem High and Nukem High oh, 2 wow. oh, today because wow. uh, I wanted some trauma in my life. Sure. Titty riffing. And, and, and you, had mm-hmm. to, you had to fix your soul after Jurassic World. Oh, it I does, did, man. I was just like, I just like, I got to go support wrong cinema. This is <laughs> shit. Speaking of ninjas, it, it totally just reminded me, like, uh, like right before I started training for the new job, I for, saw American Ninja. Ninja. American Ninja was on. Mm-hmm. Okay. God damn, that movie is so terrible now. There are some. Really... I loved it when I was a kid. And I'm just sitting there going, I'm like, this is horrible. Yeah. Uh, there's some shit like that on uh, fuck it, uh, on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Best of the best. Apparently, oh, there man. is a best huge of amount of best of the worst kung fu movies buried in Netflix. Yeah, really? that yeah, you, yeah. They, there are if you go online yeah. onto the web and you type certain numbers afterwards, look look for uh, uh, genre numbers on the web, right? And it will show you all of a very select kind of genre. There are so many. Kung Fu movies. There's a lot of really good ones on there, too. There's uh, Kid with the Golden Arm is on yeah, there right yeah. now. There's some... I watch Come Drink With Me. Yeah, I've watched the, the, the Gordon Liu uh, 36 Disciple, Disciple yep. of the 36 Chamber. Yep, there are some the Tons gems. of 70s and early 80s Shaw. and the, Yeah, the Shaw Brothers stuff, and it's some of the best ever made. I I had that list uh, from Rick Myers, the Kung Fu expert. He had his top 50, and I'm down to like five more I need to get to have his list completed. I've been working on it over like the last three years, uh, just waiting for the prices to get right on Amazon and go click. Is is Master Ninja on his list? (laughs) No. Although I bought those. Oh, God, yeah. I bought some of those. You know, I still buy some crazy ones that aren't good. Good, giant quotes, but... 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm down Lee Van Cleef as Matt. That was Ninja. one of the oh. first. That was one of the oh, first. Oh no, ones fuck! Tori I didn't buy those. <laughs> no, I watched those on the the Mystery Science yeah. Theater. Only That's way. The only way. <laughs> I think that was the first one you showed me. Was the Master? Yeah, starring Ninja. Timothy oh. Van Patten. That's yeah. so good. Master Ninja's trying to teach me how to be a Master Ninja. Lee too. Van Cleef. Oh boy, what a rough day I'm having. I'm Max Keller. I'm Max Keller. <laughs> Shokazuji pops his clutch this and tells what's Van happening. Cleef to eat I'm his being dust. attacked by ninjas. I'm the guy right here about to jump on this motorcycle. What a shit fucking I, film. I tried to watch The Street Fighter. Oh, um, yeah? Sonny Chiba's. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was on Amazon, uh, instant video. It was dubbed, which already uh, oh, fucking yeah. sucks. Because uh, it's a really bad dub job. Oh, on my that God. One. It's a bad dub job. And I hate it when they try to dub in voices to try to like fit American culture and yeah. it's like guys it's like a New Yorker or something yeah yeah no because hey, because Chiba's dub man did yeah. not it, yep. it was nothing yep. it, I totally didn't believe that, it that happened to us in film school Kirsten we uh we were supposed to watch Street Fighter and they sent us the wrong print uh. so uh my my professor is starting to play it and it's that really bad dub one and he it goes is. Okay, he's he's he, he like got he like two minutes it. in. He stops it. He's like, "Look, I'm sorry. I've got to send this back. We'll we'll do this another day." Wow. Uh, but I I can't show this version to you. This is not the version I wanted. This is it's gonna totally ruin the experience for you. And so. I couldn't I couldn't do it because it was very hyper '70s style. Chiba does a ton of that wild eyed shaking shit and all that, and I'm like, that's hard enough to handle. I it's would bolt through it because voice. it's Sonny Chiba, and I motherfucking loved him in Kill Bill. Holy shit, I felt he blew the roof off in Kill Bill. But I just, with the bad dub... When he sounds I, like Stallone, it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and it's also a voice that is down here like I, this. I think I have, a, I have the Street Fighter collection. I think Sister Street Fighter is probably my favorite. They're all fucking gold. I have a I have a Sunny Chiba collection. Um, there's uh, some people take the worm out of their mouth. Fuck that. <laughs> Storm Riders. Some people are amateurs, Andy. Storm Riders. I was looking for that. I fucking love that movie. He's awesome in that. Early CG stuff. Crazy wire foo. Oh wow. One of my all time favorites. Actually, really got me into kung fu. Storm Riders. Love that fucking movie. Anything else, gentlemen? Oh, man. I'm four or five seasons into uh, the Murdoch mysteries now, and I'm enjoying a lot of them. <laughs> Murdoch mysteries. Yeah, so uh, how many seasons are there? There's nine, but there's only seven on Netflix. Okay. But they're only 13 episode seasons. Yeah, I guess they're getting rid of, again, uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be my next thing. I'll be uh, slamming through those this week. Yeah, you better. Yep. You got a week. But yeah, the Murdoch mysteries, uh, turn of the century Toronto, and they're... Vaguely steampunk, kind of the same way that the uh, um, <laughs> Wild Wild West. Laughing. Well, the Wild Wild West was vaguely steampunk. The TV show, not the not the movie, not the robot spider movie. Well, that's pretty steampunky too. Yeah, but no, the 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 TV show was like light steampunk. It was, <laughs> okay, it, it's it's a matter of he keeps inventing things that aren't invented yet, like you know night vision goggles and things like that. But I, and they said Star Trek was invented. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Paul, from the documentary, <laughs> Kevin Smith talking about John Peters. He's like, I saw the Wild Wild West. He's like, that motherfucker got his giant spider. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't going to mention it because I didn't think it was geeky enough. And then there was the episode where he was chasing after a guy uh, who was uh, 
firing a microwave cannon at him uh, while using a shield that Nikolai Tesla built for him. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, works. That's, That's nerdy nice. enough. You're there. That's yep. nice. <laughs> I, uh, in, you mentioned Wild Wild West. Matt got me into the YouTube series that The Hollywood Reporter is doing in their roundtable interviews. And they've done interviews with directors, and they've done interviews with comedians, and so on. They did the uh, actors interview, and you had... Um, you had Mark Ruffalo uh, or Ruffalo, um, Jeff. How's it pronounced? Mark oh, Ruffalo. Damn. Okay, he usually corrects me. Um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. He's busy in phone. And town. you, a uh, no, couple I, others, I was and um, Will Smith. And one of the things, the question, one of the things they got around to was, um, oh God, I forget. It was the direction of the career or something, and. Smith was commenting he could feel when his career was turning, when he was making decision part, deciding on parts. Calm down, Andy. But. I see you ready to speak there. He's he's deciding <laughs> on parts that you were, you were um, talking ready to go over there. That he felt would please others more than himself, and people were. It, it was something along those lines. And like, when did you feel that turn occur? And he said, "Wild Wild West," and he frankly talked about that. And it was very, very interesting. And a lot of people, a, a lot of these interviews and a lot of these uh, video series, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. And there's a lot of frank talk about not just good stuff, but also bad stuff, regrets and stuff. I never saw Wild Wild West, but I do remember they spent multi-million dollars to get Will Smith to sing the theme song on the MTV Video Awards yep. with this huge dance cast and special effects and so on. Yeah. And, and they even brought out um, uh, shit. All I know uh, is a huge waste of Miguelito money. Miguelito de Lovelace. Yeah. No. Uh, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, yeah. The, the, oh, my, my brain just suddenly stopped working. Oh. Uh, oh. Suddenly? <laughs> find the uh, Hollywood Reporter um, yeah, roundtables on oh, YouTube. I, I know which one you're talking about because uh, I, I I saw an episode that had uh, Emma Stone, uh, Tilda Swinton, and um, a couple other actresses, and they were talking about uh, their experiences in in the film industry. Oh, God, it, the, is, it, is, it is a fascinating. The series. other actress roundtable was hilarious because Jennifer Lawrence and Kate Winslet and um, uh, Kate Blanchett. There and at one point, Lawrence is like, "Oh God!" Just a couple of weeks ago, I had to film my first uh, uh, sex scene, and you know, the, an actual sex scene. And and Blanchett goes, "You mean actual? Like there was real penetration?" <laughs> and all the women just start laughing. And lo, lo, Jennifer Lawrence is like, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah I better qualify that. Uh, no, <laughs> but it was the first sex scene I've ever done, and it was just pretty funny." It's a good series. Sweet. Yeah, very good. Props to you, Matt. But before we get into the news, got a a few emails emails want to go through. Email? Emails. Emails. Have have a bite. Uh, Stroke wallet. Tom Head wanted to chime in on series of unfortunate events because very few of us are familiar with the books. Mm -hmm. Um, So he says, hey, guys, great episode 320. Ambassador Torgo, I can honestly recommend a series of unfortunate events. I read it over the years to my child. We both had fun with it. The kids are industrious and inventive, but also realistically portrayed as suffering from the trauma of losing their parents. The adults vary from hapless, sorry, commander, not written for you, to helpful and clueless to careless. Each character is painted in broad brush stroke with one or two defining traits, but subtleties surface as the series progresses. 
The world is totally an invention of handlers, more like a movie version of the 1940s meshed with some modernism. Also, his writing style is what makes the books fun for adults. A lot of asides, twisted life lessons, writing don'ts that work in this book. My main kvats would be to stick to at least the fourth book. That is when Handler gets a handle, uh, sorry, on the overarching storyline and things go in a more focused direction. Be prepared for a very strange ending in the 13th book. It's very literary, almost indulgent final book that tackles some big issues for a kid's story. Read it and see why fans of the series cringe at the movie, especially when they let Carrie off the rails to indulge in his shtick and are leery of the thought of the same director being involved in the TV show, although the addition of Neil Patrick Harris as Count Olaf is a stroke of genius casting. Sincerely, Tom Head. So, cool. I, I want to read these books. I've, I've, I've heard them years. The name, even before the right, movie, of right, course. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I'll probably get to them. And is this to the library with you. Yeah, is this 13 only. books then? I guess so, because okay. 13 stock in the last there. But, yeah, but yeah, we never discussed, because that was the story that Neil Patrick Harris is going to be paying Count Olaf. Right. Interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I'm more on board with that idea, just because I'm a Harris fan. Right. So. He is, yeah. Well. Now. Now? Mm-hmm. We have two more oh. fanfic stories of oh, origins. Oh, no. I think I missed these. Uh, two origin stories. Both for Paul. Oh, ah. good. Why <laughs> so Paul get you know, origins? It's the Paul show, right? So there we go. Nothing more. Stop talking yeah. over Paul. So oh, the first yes. story is from Stephen, Paul's origin, hailing from the mean streets of Kentucky. Long before he was famous, young Paul grew up in a good Catholic household. Unfortunately, an incident happened when he was 16 that would change the history of Paul and mankind forever. On his way home from Sunday school, Paul ran into a heathen street gang of youths. After being beaten and battered, Paul lay motionless on the ground. He went down hard, yo. (laughs) As night fell, the alien vessel lowered its beam and abducted Paul. After space hours of experiments, the aliens were ready to return Paul to his home, only first they had to replace his anal probing memories. Unfortunately, the Bonzonian aliens bumble the procedure <clears throat> and instead st- installed the fart joke protocol and the random character generator. <laughs> Instilled with these gifts and now far too weird to inhabit Kentucky any longer, Paul skipped town for greener pastures. After realizing their mistake, the Bonzonians sent their bumbling bottom private to Earth to track Paul down. <laughs> In the meantime, Paul had joined the Geek Shock but thanks to their lack of screening process... Bumbling bottom private. (laughs) Never heard a more apt description (laughs) of a human being. Thanks to their lack of screening process, the Bonzonian was able to infiltrate their headquarters. The two butted heads often, but not wanting to blow his cover, the Bonzonian knew he had to separate Paul from the group. Once he was able to get Paul alone, the two had a battle in the desert where Paul was able to fend off the Bonzonian by dumping ice water on his head. (laughs) (laughs) Now aware of where his abilities come from, Paul returned to the group, keeping his origin a secret, because with great power comes great responsibility. Steve, more like great irresponsibility. (laughs) Doesn't explain the impressions, though. It's a random character generator. character generator. That's character generator. Oh, the impressions. The impressions. Ah. 
Maybe, yeah. Well, his impressions he, are basically yeah. characterizations and not accurate. So, yeah, it, it, <laughs> oh, it, it works. Oh, 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 it works. Wow. It works. Ow. Wow. It's all variations of Bill Cosby. We feel stuck. And Jewish Hollywood producer. Pudding pops. <laughs> now, we do have a second alternate origin. This one by Jeff, the currently living. Not me. You're dead. Entitled Paul Origin Story Chapter One. Yeah. Blair Foreskins winced as a rock or a piece of glass drove into his knee. His head was foggy. There was a deep soreness in his rear. It was a warm night. <laughs> And he felt that he was in a familiar place. (laughs) There was the stench of the dumpster, the scattered light of the alley's few windows, and of course, the familiar taste of manhood pressing through his lips. (laughs) Blair, no, Paul, shook his head. Why was he here? He remembered a dark, shadowy figure. He remembered an older man who somehow had bound him to this fate. An insistent pressing along his tongue and tonsils, however, (coughs) took his attention from his recollection. Fueled with anger, but still somehow compelled to comply, (laughs) Paul continued to hatefully fillet. (laughs) After what seemed like like ages, Paul's task was finally concluded. The John grunted a few times and was spent. (laughs) Paul wanted to gag. He wanted to retch, but something deeper took a hold of him. Calmly and mechanically, he reached down into his purse. Why the fuck do I have a purse? He screamed to myself and produced a mostly empty Jell-O instant pudding cup, vanilla. He carefully spit the fruits of his oral efforts into the cup, sealed it, and placed it back into his purse. For a moment, Paul started to remember. He remembered the crowded bar and the excitement of a celebrity. He remembered having a drink and things going foggy. There was something at the edge of his mind, but before he could grab it, his programming snapped back into place. Blair Foreskin's semen hunter quietly rose from his knees. (laughs) He smiled triumphantly, Ah! having successfully completed another hunt for the great and powerful cause. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. For- wow. Blair Forskin, semen hunter. Yeah. Add that to the book, Andy. He doesn't have done, hasn't done the voice yet. Once he does the voice, then we're set. Yeah, I'm not bothered by this fanfic thing. No. Since it's all Paul. Right. Well, He's the one being sodomized. It is my show. Oh, don't worry. We'll eventually get to you, Andy. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you for writing in. Appreciate that, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was good. Unless you have anything else, gentlemen. Bonzonians. No. like that. (laughs) News you don't give a shit about. Yeah, there it is. Oh, there's some some weird ones. First one, this first one, Paul. I'm so sorry. Uh Uh-oh. I am so... I know exactly what it is. Sorry. And I don't give a fuck. Oh, okay. Action director yep, Mick G. Mick G uh, is reportedly in talks to you. helm the live-action reboot of He-Man: Masters of the Universe. Oh, oh man! Currently wow. in development at Sony yeah. Pictures. They wow. really found the absolute last person Paul would want. Uh, well, they—it's always going to be that way. No one wants to touch that property. No one wants to touch that property. It's fucking poison. That movie was so shit, and. They're just, they don't, no one knows what to do with it. Oh, my God. 
Could um, be worse. Could be starring Neelix. No, it couldn't be worse. Uh, Mick G built his it, reputation. The first one did star Neelix. <laughs> Gwildor was basically fucking Neelix. <laughs> Do you see the first one? No. Oh, Andy. It's so, it's so bad, it's not good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Billy Barty. Well, from no, no, no. You know, it's Billy so Barty bad, plays good, a character I mean. called Gwildor, who, for whatever fucking reason, I just hate. Is invented for the movie. Don't make new characters. Stop it. Stop making new characters. There are so many Masters of the Universe characters. So many. Fuck off. Use the snake man for fuck's sake. Use the snake man. They are fucking terrifying. Didn't they make a Grildor character figure after that? Movie? Yes. I and I so. even have That's the probably. goddamn... They, they, they made one in classics, too. Oh, wow. You are such a completist. I didn't know. It just got shipped to me, dude. It was in the thing. It, I, it is still in the box. Got like Columbia House. I you do don't ship not, it back in I time. Did, that is one of the few that I have not opened. And I am looking for an opportunity to sell that guy. <laughs> Paul, I, don't touch it. It's evil. <laughs> for real. I want to get rid of him. I don't like Gwildor at all. So if you're interested in the Gwildor figure, contact us. Comments at LuckyCouchShow.com. I'll say a fucking Gwildor figure. I'll give you a good fucking deal on it, too. I got to get another uh, Queen Marlena figure. She comes with Cringer, and she's dressed in her space outfit. Why do you need another one? Because she only she comes with two outfits. Oh, you and need I've the got other her tricked outfit. out as Queen Marlena now, but I want to do her as Captain Glenn, which is awesome. She's okay, the so you're saying you want a duplicate of the one you have because there's two outfits in the actual package. Yeah, gotcha. See, we figured basically it out. Basically, two displays figures. about the about the display. Yeah, it's basically two different figures. She has a different head and everything, and yeah, a different outfit. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Mick G, he built his reputation as a. For his take on Charlie's Angels, the movie, and its sequel in the early aughts, and gave us the greatest film ever in Terminator Salvation. Mm. <laughs> that was he did do Salvate. Fuck! <laughs> fuck! We're fucked. I'm so sorry, Paul. Nah, fuck it. Whatever. I'm so sorry. I don't care. The, the fucking I care movie. for you. No. Yeah, there mean, you go. The, the thing I I'm upset about. Well, here's the here's the thing. You're still gonna you're still gonna go see it, aren't he, you? No. Yes. No. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. yes. Here's the silver lining. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here's the silver lining. Okay. If being a toy collector has taught me anything, the shittier the movie property, the better the toy. So if this is absolute dreck, and it probably will be, as long as the four horsemen are involved in some way, those figures will be badass. You're right. Four horsemen and that's are great. Fine. That's fine. Give me some cool looking toys. I'm good. <laughs> it's just like the new Turtles movie. Ugh. God, that movie. I couldn't even watch that was, five minutes of that it. That was terrible. Terrible. But this new one that's coming out is going to get us a Krang and Android body figure. Now, it's not perfect. It's not exactly what you'd want from the. Th- but it's better than the gonna, one that the Playmates. You're not going to have to yeah. pay $300 for it. You'll be able to get an affordable. Uh, oh no! Yeah. I don't know. The Playmates one was pretty cool, but whatever. But I just want to crang in an Android body, uh, so I'm happy about that. But whatever, man. They just don't understand. They don't understand. They don't understand. It's all there's to it. They don't understand. And it's not, you know, there's not. They're not the strongest properties, but you can isolate a few. Fucking man, just yeah. get, tell the story of Tila's adoption, and you'll get. Oh. There's no need to argue. Producers just don't understand. 
<laughs> yeah, after watching that shit with John Peters, you're just like, well, yeah. fuck. Oh, God. But that, that's, that man but that's is, just it. It's wow. a miracle that anything ever happens. Come on. He-Man fighting that giant spider is going to be cool. Mm. <laughs> if he fights Spider, I'm ah. okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> if he actually fights Skeletor's giant mechanical spider, Spider, we're in canon. And I'm all right. I would rather it be him versus Landshark or Rotar, uh, but beggars can't be choosers. Nah, yeah. And not Molar. <laughs> I <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> I got a feeling it's going to go down like this. Kid from our world gets yeah. transported yeah. over to He-Man's world. Most likely. And then we're trying to understand through his eyes, but it's oh, about He'll probably become He-Man. Yo, you're They'll right. fuck it all They'll around. probably Shazam it. There you go. If they would do, if they would, he just broke. If you follow, (laughs) here's my, here's what I wanted to do. Okay. And I've been thinking about it actually. I've got, I've got some rough outlines for a He-Man film. (laughs) That is in his five notebooks. I do. Right. (laughs) What you do is you focus on Captain Glenn. You focus on Queen Marlena as an astronaut who gets lost from Earth and trapped on Eternia, right? Okay. That's what happened. And her co-pilot John Blackstar. Uh, in the in the <laughs> origin in the origin story that never came to fruition, her co-pilots mutate and become Beast Man and Web Store and uh, somebody else. They all become I really? think, clawful. Yeah, they all become evil mutants, and she goes off. Web Store, and, the tiny little. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> yep, I decided I wouldn't go there, but you went. Tiny little Web Store. <laughs> He mutates. That's a, that's his mutant power. <laughs> so anyway, scary. So the story goes, as we all know, Marlena gives birth to twins, Adam and Adora. Um, did we all know this? If you ever watched the cartoon during this yes. time, during this time, Skeletor is still apprenticed to Hordak, right? And Skeletor and Hordak are working together to try and take over shit. But instead, Skeletor betrays Hordak. Hordak's like, fuck you, and steals Adora, opens the gate uh, through Despondos, and goes to Etheria. <laughs> You're lost. Steals uh, away. Tony, lost Sorgo. He steals away. <laughs> he steals away uh, She Ra, basically, right? Yeah, and Adora, and makes her his force captain. And it's awesome. Wow, that she, was close. He raises her mm. as a daughter, and she's evil, which is badass. She's you know, and, and some of the comics have done that pretty well. But then done she fins it, huh? Then she fins it. Did you ever see? I mean, because in the Secret of the Sword, she starts off as a bad guy. I did not see Secret of yeah, the Sword. Yeah, so she's the oh. captain of the she's the captain of the Horde Guard. So all those Horde troopers, yeah. she runs all those motherfuckers, and she's badass, and she thinks Hordak is just fine. That's her father, basically. But they don't really stay on that too long. But if they really turn that, it could be fucking cool. Yeah, so here's my true. thought. What I'd love to see them do is, instead of him going to Despondos and Etheria, Hordak steals her away and goes to Earth. We're back on Earth again? Is that a good idea? To yes. That first? Yes. Hordak goes to Earth, because okay. they're going to go do it anyway. So I'm just like, here, do it this way. Okay. Hordak goes to Earth, where he's basically a Donald Trump-type character, where he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a multimillionaire conglomerate owner. I'm going to start calling Trump Hordak. Right? Mm. And, Trump and, and uh, Adora is his 
power mad subordinate who is, you know, his daughter, but she's like, you know, hardcore business type. And so like the, so, the, so the real Donald and yeah. uh, his daughter. Yeah, so, so, so Hodak wants Amorosa? to fuck Amorosa? her then. All right. Sure. Right. He does. <laughs> well, it's not really his daughter, so he don't care. Okay. Oh, then it's not like Trump at all. So there's that whole thing. So basically he's, he's, you know, they find out somehow Marlena finds out that her daughter is back on earth. They like maybe sorceress finds a way to open a portal and like, Oh shit, this is what's going on. Your daughter actually got stolen back to earth. And then they're like earth. And she's like, yeah, I'm from earth. And they're like, what? I'm yeah. From earth. I'm from earth. And so, you know, she to, and they have to figure this all out. And then, uh, it's at like that point, story. huh? This is like an Andy story. I would have stopped hours ago. <laughs> and then of course, and then of and course, I would have mumbled more. Hey, Hey Paul. Good story. That, oh. that would be that would be then set aside, and then you'd have the adventures that of would him. Be set aside. Yeah, then you have the adventures of you'd have the adventures. That's of, your fucking movie. That's a prequel, kind of. That's the that's the that's the intro. That's prelude to Masters yeah, that's of the, the Universe. No, that's just the, that's just like the first fifteen minutes. minutes of him talking. The first five minutes of the movie. Jesus. That's the first fifteen minutes. This movie is happening in real time, vocally, and then <laughs> and then. Oh fuck! It goes over the story of Adam being raised and learning to be become He Man, and how he gets that ability, and you know he runs into uh, the sorceress. Good God, I'm being sucked in. Wouldn't you want to go back? <laughs> Wouldn't you want to go back and forth parallel between the two upbringings? That's exactly right. Okay. And so there's that. You have the parallels between the upbringings. That's the first notebook. You also have, and you have, it's a tr- it's three upbringings. Because we also re- we also reflect on Tila and Tila's story. I thought you don't like origin movies. Because Tila's, Tila's oh, adopted. Oh, snap. He got you there. He is, he is writing everything he motherfucking hates. Yeah. I'm not everything. writing an origin story. <laughs> yeah, you are. Sure sounds like one. <laughs> If it's You're not just writing it's one, not an origin story. Three. If people, right? You, you, nobody needs to know who Superman is. You know what? I'll write it, and then <laughs> okay. then we'll then we'll talk about. Then it. we will maybe, do maybe nobody a needs to know who He-Man Live is. reading of your script. We're gonna get you a pitch. Yeah, that's what. Get, and Big G needs a oh, good pitch. Oh, oh, and do we get to red light, green light it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I wanted to do like be, a hateful eight live reading. It could mm. be incredible if handled well. With you love. Had it's me, done well. No, well. it has to have love behind it. You honestly, had me believing right. you if you don't love that property, it turns into the stupidest fucking thing that ever was. No doubt about it. Because it is fucking <laughs> stupid. Masters Universe is fucking stupid. If you don't treat that with the most unbelievable care and love. It turns to shit. But when you do respect that material, and when you do put some gravitas behind those wacko characters, it can be awesome. Well, McGee is known for nothing else if not gravitas. Fuck. We're doomed. And gravitas. subtly, don't forget subtly. I would not be surprised. That'll be a great He-Man villain. He I controls will not gravity. Be surprised. Uh, Battle Cat's going to get replaced with a fucking car by the time it's over. Uh. He'll turn into a car. Battle Catmobile. Ah, I turn into a Battle Catmobile. I have the turbo power. V8. I'm a Transformer now. Power too. It's Battle Cat sponsored by Caterpillar. Is that what yep. it is? Yeah. Like a Puma? 
cricket, cricket. News you don't give a shit about. Hey, that joke was worse than my whole story. I know. Andy, Andy, Andy graciously saved Paul. Threw myself under the bus for you, ball. First ball. You're a real first saint. ball. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. oh boy! Fucking Mick G. Uh, Who's gonna write the goddamn thing? Mick G. Yeah. Who <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter who anymore. writes it. Mick yeah. G will say, "No, no, no. Let's do this." Yep. I I won't go to a movie if Mick G is attacked. You know what this needs? Crispin Glover with a sword. We're gonna have. I was hoping Neil Patrick Harris would be cast as. We're gonna have Cameron Diaz as the sorceress. <laughs> you know who? You know what? Hmm. Um, I'd be really okay with uh, who's the who? Gertie, what's her fucking name? Uh, uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I'd be good with her as a sorceress. Hmm. I'd be good with her as a sorceress. Hmm. I, I'm I'm trying to think of any. I guess. Oh, I mean, I've had my druthers. Of course, it'd be um, Belladonna. Katniss. Oh. No, Katniss. What's her name? Lawrence. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence would be Tila. Oh, boy, he's going to cast the damn thing. Uh, I had him out of it. What happened? Right now, <laughs> I don't I don't have any idea who you'd get to play He-Man right no, now. No, I have no idea. That's really hard. It'd have to be un- Christopher Pratt. Unnamed. Yeah, it'd have to be an un- unnamed. Christopher Actually, it wouldn't be, he wouldn't be the worst. I have the power. He wouldn't be the worst. He wouldn't be great, though. Uh, Dance off, Skeletor. We, we don't really have bulky leading men right now. No. Um, Go to Australia. What's his name? Anthony da- Daniel. Anthony Daniel. Yes. <laughs> <Not Anthony Daniels. laughs> what's that? No, no, no. I say Skeletor. Anthony... Uh, <laughs> Sansa Lambs, Anthony <laughs> Hopkins. Hopkins would be man at arms. Okay. okay. I was like, this is wow. another fine mess you've gotten us into, Orko. <laughs> um, oh, uh, from Game of Thrones, Bean. Bean. Mr. Bean. What's Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Mr. Bean. Should be. Uh, King oh Randor. God! Please let it be Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan Atkins. You know what? Rowan Atkins. <laughs> Rowan Atkins could do Orko. Yes. Does, does, put him uh, in a put him in a CG does, mocap thing. Does King Randor die in the first movie? Uh, you have to. Randor's never be. died. Then you can't have Sean Bean play it. Oh, there you mm, go. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, it'd be cool to have him die. <laughs> Oh, gotta die. Okay, we'll do that. Randor. Wow, he is compromising his vision. It's. This now, is Skeletor slash Keldor. Whew. That's a, that's a tall order right there. You know who would do it? It'd, it'd be most of the Game of Thrones people, honestly. <laughs> it'd be most of the Game really? of Thrones. You're not going to go with uh, Tom Hiddleston? No, I go with the guy who plays... Uh, oh, fuck no. He's too skinny. The guy who plays um, uh, Cersei's brother. Oh. Okay. I'd make I don't know him, the actor's name, but... I'd yes. make him Kel- Keldor slash Skeletor. Hmm. He'd Nikolai be really Koster good. Walder. He'd be great. Like <laughs> what? How about Christoph Waltz? He'd be I'm great. I'm Polish, and that name's too much for me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just, just, I just go through and just pick, pick a bunch of people out of Game I of Thrones. Because Game He-Man, of Thrones, He Man would be the mountain, but with a wig on, or what? <laughs> oh, the if, hair. No, you got to dump the hair. If uh, can't do it with the hair. If if Mick G watches Game of Thrones, there's hope for the E Man movie. I, I like your optimism. Yeah, all of the all of the rape scenes and uh, and 
open fucking that'll really put an edge on and then he'll cast uh, open fucking he'll he'll cast mr game of thrones as as orko (laughs) (laughs) there you go look at me i'm mr orko (laughs) well in my homeland my tricks all work really well but here they don't terrible i'm gonna go back to trala where i can make things actually work oh look it's my girlfriend driel Orko has a girlfriend? Yeah, her name's Driel, asshole. <laughs> wow. He also has an uncle named Gorpo. No, he's not an uncle named Gorpo. Gorpo? No, Gorpo was his original <laughs> that, name. That's a Mark's his, brother. Yeah, his <laughs> uncle, his uncle is not Gorpo. Known Mark's brother. His uncle's not Gorpo, but his uncle is a real asshole. But, <laughs> I um, like Gorpo. No, Gorpo was the, was the original name of, of Orko in the scripts, but then Filmation was like, no. Because we can't easily flip that character model if he has a G on his shirt. So they changed it to Orko. Okay. okay. Oh, trivia. Yeah. Right. No, not at all trivial, motherfuckers. He-Man information is so important. It's not trivial. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> which is right there. Yeah. Fox has ordered a pilot for an hour-long dramatic series based on the... Horror classic, The Exorcist. Hey. With the project, Shut up! With the project... Fuck off! Pitched not as an update of the 1973 movie by William Friedkin, but a reinvention of the 1971 novel by William Peter Blatty. Thank God. On which the film was based. <sighs> Jeremy Slater, who wrote last year's Fantastic Four movie, oh, is penning the script. Good! Good! <laughs> Keep letting them fail upwards. What is wrong with humanity? What the fuck? Is there are there no checks and balances? That man should lose a finger for that shit. <laughs> you know, Fuck it, off. It, it, going back to the the Superman doc, that kind of shit with the the producer and the director and and everybody being on different pages happens way more often than you realize. And that's oh, why I we realize. get wreck like that. I realize it's all butt. Is Drek Orko's cousin? <laughs> <laughs> the script. No. Oh, man. If they can get. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. Get, I'm sorry. Uh, Granamir. If they can get Granamir in there somehow. No, he's just having a character stroke. or an actor. He's the, he's the giant <laughs> dragon. He's so awesome. Is that a character or the actor? He's a, Granamir's a character. Okay. He's a giant dragon. Amazing. <laughs> oh, Granamir. The script for Exorcist. He saved uh, uh, Man at Arms. Man at Arms got turned into a crystal. So he saved Anthony Hopkins. Here's how it goes. Was he possessed by the devil? He he did this whole thing of like uh, sort of the the Knights of Knee. You know, it was like, go get us the largest tree with a herring. And uh, but what he says, he's like, go cut down this the wisdom tree. You're right. That's that's Very what he like tells. That. That's wow. what he tells Tila. Wait a minute. That's going into Shanra now. Yeah. He tells Tila and uh, and uh, He Man to go cut down the oldest living tree. In yeah, the, but that was an insult, right? Wasn't the whole plot of Avatar? It is kind of. So they go, <laughs> and and Fisto's there. This is of where course. Oh, there. Fisto guards the forest. Why wouldn't he? I loved him Fisto in Revenge guards of the, the Sith. Anyway, I was so mad when he got killed. He says, uh, He-Man finally is like, you know what, Tila? I know it sucks, dick, killer. but I can't cut down this tree. This is a living thing. We're just going to have to go back to Grandamere and tell him, sorry, no deal. We're going to be your slaves or whatever. He was going to send him to Dragon Hell or some shit. Oh, well. He goes back and he tells him, and Grandamere's like, you actually show promise for a human. 
because you didn't cut down that tree. You've so been I'm listening a, to Paul Explains so He-Man, episode 43. <laughs> now, I'm going, now I'm going to fix uh, man in arms for you. Bingy, bing, boom. And he fixed him. And Granamere's like, now just leave me the fuck it's alone. becoming more wistful. He's Granamere's the best. He's just like, now leave me the fuck alone. And now alone. man in arms will never have puppies? What? Can the Exorcist script is Then there's another as, episode. God damn it. Which go. actually gets Torgo, into. Go. It gets into transgender stuff. Because very progressive, I'm telling you. Oh boy, <laughs> Granamir's uh, nephew wants to marry a human. Oh, and it's like, but I'm a dragon. <laughs> Shit! But they still love each other, dude. This is sounding like a couple of D and D campaigns I've heard about. He turns himself <laughs> into a fucking human so he can marry the human, and Granamir's like, "Yeah, man, love, love finds a fucking way." It's Granamere's the, the best, dude. Please tell Life me that's the away. only news you don't give a shit about, Beast, because that doesn't seem like we're going to get into Rick and Geek at all. Yeah. You might not. Granamere. <laughs> news you don't give a shit about? Yes. Just when you finally got your collection of the new 52 issues and post-convergence titles in all in order, oh, get God ready for it. another epic reboot yeah. Suckers. of the DC Comics uh. line in t- 2016. Yep. Well, they have to. They're, yeah, they're hoping. I'm only reading the Batman, and it's like they just took it to places where there's just no coming back. They took it to places where there's no coming back in book four. It's just like, well. Hoping to align themselves with the apocalyptic storm of film and TV adapt- adaptations now existing yeah. in the DC Extended Universe. With the current juggernaut of DC-based television shows like Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, paired with the tidal wave, uh, tidal wave of DC hero flicks, uh, slated until year 2020, the powers that be at Warner Brothers are trying to apply the same same story continuity to their comic books division to reflect new narrative <laughs> twists, alliances, and plot points revealed Stop in the movies it. and television shows. Stop it. So basically they're making their comics the... Tie together for their movies. So the comics shows. are being true to the source material, the movies. Yeah. Mm. The circle is now complete. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody watch uh, Legends of Tomorrow? Yes, I did. How was it? Well, it's the first episode, so I mean, oh, it's. Boy. No bo- <laughs> I'll bet bet it's a real gem. I actually liked it. I did. I'll bet it's fucking gold. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had my camera ready for that moment. I bet bet we got to give it some time. I bet it's got to find its legs. Piece of shit. That's not what I'm saying. I know. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it. The... And where, where's it showing on? Three quarters of the episode, though, was them assembling the team. So yeah, all you yeah. got is so. I mean, it's, Kevin Smith liked it. He had a lot to say on uh, Fat Man on Batman. Like I said, I enjoyed it. I just it's you know, they're they haven't done anything. The, yet. The, yeah, I was gonna say that there there hasn't been. It was a lot of exposition. I guess basically the best way to put it. So, um, the next episode shows them actually getting into doing. The premise of the uh, fixing the, series. the time stream. Yeah, fixing the time stream. So, All anyway. Right. News you don't give a shit about. All right. Oh, okay. There's With a lot of the this. new Marvel Comics universe officially established in the wake of Secret Wars, the publisher is gearing up for its next big event. 
Secret Wars. Uh. Again, Marvel is planning to watch civ- uh, launch uh, Civil War 2 later this year with its own unique spin on all new, all different universe. But we'll also be getting a new Wasp for the first time in history as part of the package. Hope Fandine. Uh, uh, Marvel plans to offer a sneak peek at Civil War 2 on free comic book day. The book will introduce a new Wasp who will not be Janet Van Dyne for the first time ever. Uh, and the uh, free comic book piece is being billed as a snapshot for the larger, larger Civil War II arc. So, But you okay. said Secret Wars is good. so Secret Wars was, was great. But, you know, it was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I liked, I, I did like it because it went off the rails and it was crazy. So that kind of stuff is cool. And and looks like that's what that's what is we're entering into is a cycle of just going off the rails crazy, and I have to admit it kind of works for me, because it's like I bought DC Comics for the first time in a long time when New Fifty Two, and I'll probably buy a few, look at a few when this new whatever the hell's coming happens, and I guess they're going to start it all over with number one again, yeah, with this new DC. So mm. right again back to yeah, reset its titles to number one beginning in June. For DC. Yeah. News you don't give a shit about. Okay. Wow. McChocolate potato. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what McDonald's is calling chocolate-covered French fries that they're selling in Japan. It sounds like a bad Japanese translation. Yeah. The, the fries are drizzled with both... Drizzled. It's, it's McChocolate potatoes. Yeah. If you, I would say it's a bad translation if the Mick wasn't in there. Right. That's the name. Mm. It'll hit Japan stores that's going to be drizzled with white and milk chocolate. Oh. No, no, no. It hits the Japanese stores on January 26th, and they're only going to be around till mid-February, <laughs> so basically two weeks. Uh, it will cost patrons 50 cents to upgrade your fries to chocolate. Uh, this is what the official site explains, uh, but of course this is through Google Translate. The salty of the potato... <laughs> The like taste <laughs> of surprise sweetness of the chocolate source is applied. Oh, I got your surprise. It sounds sweetness. like a, Please uh, enjoy. a a Blair a Blair foreskin fanfic <laughs> piece, actually. <laughs> speaking of chocolate, I'll eat that shit. Yeah. Speaking of chocolate, Japan, Baby Metal is coming to uh, L.A. in uh, mid July. You know what? I was when I first learned about them, and I went searching to say, "Are they on tour? Have they been on tour?" They were in Vegas. Really? Yes. Yeah. My they friends opened, went song. They opened up for Lady Gaga. Yep. No way. Yes. <sighs> oh. oh, man. I would have gone to see Lady Gaga yeah, yeah. for that. But I, I, I may drive six hours to see them in, in uh, L.A. Now, I know they're also getting a boost because they're one of the included songs in Rock Band 4. Are they? So, Give Me Chocolate is in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, yeah. that'll. That's their best song. Yeah. Yeah. So... The moment that starts playing, and of course you fail out because it's hard as hell. Oh, I bet. Mm. <laughs> what a fun group! I hope they come out with a new album soon. Boy, in those videos, you know they're like Nudo, right? They like they like age out. Is that how it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. What, what are, you, are you just making shit no, up? No, I'm not, man. <laughs> Baby He's metal. Fact check, Andy. Baby metal. I've never heard this. Is like Menudo. Yeah, they age out. Not. This is the first incarnation of Baby Metal. <laughs> it's their first album. Well, they started when they were like 12. They got to 14, and they started switching them out. No. Yeah. Is that is that true? Or yes, you that's really true. So they have already done a switch out. Yeah. Oh. I guess we'll know for sure on the next album. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's been a few years. 
I can't tell who's who. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so not new addition, same, right? but have a new drink. Yeah, they already lost their Bobby Brown. Oh, when you lose a Bobby Brown. <laughs> Man, new addition. If they would cover some new addition. Oh, God. I would love it. <laughs> Baby metal going cool it now. Oh. <laughs> Cool it now. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. <laughs> cool it cool now. She got the cool it now. Cool, watch it. You're going to fire your roof. Cool it now. You best throw it down. Watch out. You're going to fire your roof. I thought Burgess Meredith was their background singer. Ha ha. Baby metal. Good start, fair. Look out, bat fool. <laughs> Me and my beautiful vixens of metal. <laughs> we can geek. Oh. <laughs> he gave Yay. up. I did give up. It's too hard. <laughs> it's too hard. He man has drained him. Let's do um Man, He Man shit is just a prank. Oh, look what, what you did! Why did you do that? Look, why did you do that? What is wrong with you? I thought he was trained. Don't blame me. I thought he was trained. I, there is no end. got six minutes. No <laughs> end. No end to my He Man. Oh. What, what, why are you moving closer to me? I'm. <laughs> oh. I gotta stop you, apparently. Oh. <laughs> About to give you a rub and tug. <laughs> a little Johnny, how are you? <laughs> Current Doctor Who showrunner Stephen Moffat will be stepping down after helming the series for six seasons. He'll be handing the keys over to the TARDIS to Broadchurch showrunner Chris Ch- Chibnall. The BBC has also revealed it will delay airing the upcoming 10th season to the spring of 2017 instead of the fall of this year. And they will air Aff- uh, Moffat's final 12 episodes before Chibnall's uh, debut as head writer and executive producer begins with season 11, 2018. The only Doctor Who uh, fans will get to see this year is the Christmas special, which Moffat will oversee. So, which is always good. So you got to wait a little longer for your next Who. I really oh, whatever. liked this Never year's ever. Christmas episode. It was really good. Netflix picked up the rights to Altered Carbon. A 10-episode series based on the award-winning 2002 novel of the same name by Richard Morgan. Altered Carbon is set in the 25th century where humans live all across the universe and consciousness can be transferred from body to body, making death a thing of the past. It follows a centuries-old soldier who is re-sleeved. That's the word for transferring consciousness. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Into the body of I a police Paula. officer. That's what happens to every one of Andy's old condoms. <laughs> 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 Andy's a Yankee, very frugal. That's right. The ladies come over. The Yankees, He's like, right? Let me bust out. One Hang of on, these this one's not boys. dry yet. Hang right. on. Yeah, he pops it out. It's the old lambskin. Yeah. It's all crusty. <laughs> You wash oh, them out. You got to rinse them out. One would think one came in this already. <laughs> lube is necessary. One would be right. Necessary. Boob lube. It's uh, a wrap. <laughs> this is so still good. So he gets good. re-sleeved into the body of a police officer <laughs> then must explore a huge conspiracy. That's never going to sound good. <laughs> Writer and producer Laetta Calogritis. Re-sleeved is that, uh, that's that Christmas song. Right. Oh, Yes. Uh, oh, Christmas yes, oh, tree, yes. right? What child is this who laid to dress? Yes, That's it. Yeah. What child is this? Yeah. yeah. Re-sleeved. 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 <laughs> All my condoms are re-sleeved. <laughs> 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 
Wait, what I'm scared to ask. Where does my jizzy rag? Oh. <laughs> it's covered now in jizzing. jizzing. I wipe my jizzing. condoms with the rag and put them right back on. Resleeve my condoms. Wear them again when I go to bed. <laughs> I wear You're them not even trying. Every night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because hey, hey, it could be my. worse. It could be thinking about the difference between the strip and the goddamn downtown. <laughs> I, I, ah, you heard that shit? You heard that song? Yes, I heard that song, and I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the worst song I ever did. It is awful. It's the worst song I ever did. High praise indeed. I didn't mean to. It happened. It's I like having it, their balls it, stapled to your legs with it. a staple gun. I I have constant nocturnal emissions. As soon as I close my eyes, I ejaculate. I <laughs> See, constantly jizz in my trying. sleep. My name is Andy. I I didn't think it was possible, Todd, but I think you broke him. <laughs> He's singing songs without rhyme or meter. I didn't do it. Maybe she breaks anyone. What do you call a song without rhyme and meter? Is it still a song? Obviously, it's about Andy ejaculating. It's free flow prose. It's like beat poetry. Hey, yo. Until the light of the morning. Paul Mattingly, beat poet. Yes. The bean poet. You know, we'll finish this on a high note. Oh, all right. A documentary. This hopefully this fixes things. A documentary <laughs> called "Power of Grayskull: The Definitive History of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe" is in the works. It is being made by Definitive Films, who's the same team that brought us the other geeky docs, Turtle Power and Nintendo Quest. Turtle Power is good. That's a good documentary. Look at the hope just washing back yeah. into his face. Yeah. They well, say you can't that, fuck up talking about how good it was. They say that this will be the definitive He-Man documentary, and they've already got a ton of talent to participate. Great. They just launched a Kickstarter campaign to run, run the funds to complete the yeah, project. Yeah, I had to throw a few shekels there. Uh, the doc will focus on toys, comics, cartoons, and the movies from all eras. Mm. will include interviews with the artists, creators, executives, and actors who helped bring He-Man to life for us. The doc will be about 90 to 100 minutes in length, and they're hoping to have it all completed by 2017. I think that's Very the one that I, that they oh. put uh, a couple of minutes of on YouTube where they were talking about the movie and how it was such a disaster of epic proportions of getting that movie produced. Well, they haven't seen McGee's version yet. Mm. <laughs> right? No, but just, just the, the whole thing with Canon Films and like... Canon Films saying that they were going to put up half the money as long as Mattel put up the other half of the money, and Mattel ended up funding the whole thing because Canon didn't fund it, and the and then Mattel is... putting restrictions on them initially, and then saying, "Well, this looks kind of boring, so all oh, the gloves are off. Do whatever you want," and and then running out of money while they were, it just it like it was like one disaster after another producing that film. It's amazing that was, anything ever hit the screen. Craziest thing was Dolph Lundgren was never supposed to speak. It was supposed to be another voice. And so it's because he could barely speak. Well, the director was talking about that he didn't even want Dolph Lundgren, but they, <sighs> they, you know, Cannon insisted. They said yep. he was right off of Rocky and mm-hmm. this guy's awesome and blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they had He's trouble. Terrible. It took like three times to overdub his voice. He had in, in the in ADR, they had to do it three different times. Wow. And the third time he finally got it, 
down to where it was intelligible enough that they could release the film. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, it's so bad. That movie broke my heart as a kid. Just broke my heart. I can tell. Um, <laughs> a beaten man. This one. The, uh, Beat poet Paul. Beaten what, poet what Paul. What were we talking about before that? Nothing. It's it, We're done. Mm. Not the documentary. Mm. No. Oh, we're talking Jeff. about Rick Springfield. <clears throat> <laughs> no. What's your McG? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. The fuck is going on? Hey, 80s Jeff. Commander K. Abe Vigoda. <laughs> <laughs> May believe not. R.I.P. Fish. Let's talk to you next week. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. You just said Rick Springfield. <laughs> fuck. Now, <laughs> next week, Andy, Rick Springfield's going to die. He's supposed oh, to have the concert wow. in, in a few weeks. Wow. You With are Culture the kiss Club. of death, motherfucker. Sorry. Jesus. Yeah, I'm really sorry. He Why said can't Jesus you talk? too? You know, what? He said Jesus too? Well, he'll come back. It's yeah, yeah. Not for long after that. that. that that's that's an X-Files character. Don't hold your breath. Uh, right? <laughs> that's Andy's cover <laughs> on that one. So it's my wreath leaf. <laughs> Andy's, Andy's Jesus What re-sleeve. child is this who re-sleeved Jesus? Oh, wow! Is that, is that should be a that should be like the chicken cutlet. It should be like a you know the chicken the the donkey punch. It should be a the, the re-sleeve. What would it be though? The chicken cutlet. To the re What? It's a variation on the rusty venture. <laughs> on a rusty venture. Yeah. <laughs> The the Reese leave, chicken what, I, chicken cutlet the chicken cutlets <laughs> look it up I don't want it <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> right now <laughs> through oh wow it, right now the NSA some guy at the NSA observation he's they a, stopped during He Man <laughs> no I'm talking about all of the geek shockers who are now googling chicken cutlets. <laughs> <laughs> An alarm in some room uh, is going off. Yeah. If, they, if they listen to Ice Cream Social, they already know. <laughs> <laughs>